Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady, and I am here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. And we're going to be talking today to Norbert Orr, who is the Director of Industry Surveys for Strategic Securities. And they put out two reports, uh, one of which is the Global PMI Survey, where Mr. Orr looks at all of the purchasing managers' indices from around the globe to see how people are doing and Lou, we're particularly interested in this report to see how people are doing as they come out of or go into COVID. I don't know which direction we're going. You know which way we're going, and it's not good. Yeah, it's not very good at the moment, that's for sure. We're in the, I happen to be down in Atlanta, which is the Heartland's hotspot for COVID at the moment. So we'll um, see if by the time we air this, that has passed gotten better, gotten worse, who knows? Well, we're in New Jersey, and uh, New Jersey is, uh, they're telling us that we're doing it pretty good. Of course, I haven't eaten out in the restaurant in four months, and I haven't had a drink in four months. Uh, you know, it's uh, its a wonderful event that we're going through. So, Norbert, where where are you now? Where are you from? I'm in Marietta, Georgia, just down the road from Tim. Oh, that's right. That's right. So you've got the same story as Tim. Yeah, we're hiding under a rock, Norbert. So (laughs) make us feel better with your report. (laughs) I think we can do that. Let let me, well, let let me try to kind of couch things uh, because I'm telling you that it's good here. Let me tell you why I think it's good. Uh, and, you know, I try not to get too deeply into the ISM uh, manufacturing and now ISM services survey uh, because Tim and uh, Tony do that at the first of the month. But uh, some time has passed now, and they get a good look at the current month, but they don't uh, don't really look back that much, you know. So but let me see if I can kind of set the scene. Uh, in April... Uh, we saw manufacturing and services decline tremendously. Uh, in April, new orders uh, were at 27.1. Production was at 27.5. Employment at 27.5. Those three, that's, uh, if it's not a record, it's close to a record for each low for each of those. Uh, but then we go back and we look at what's happened over four months. Uh, new orders was at 27.1. Now it's at 61.5. So we've had a tremendous boost in new orders in this last month in particular, that things are starting to, to come out. The risk of recession, the risk of uh, inflation, both dropping significantly. Uh, new orders went from 27.1 to, uh, I'm sorry, production went from 27.5 to 62.1. So, again, we've more than doubled over the course of the, the four-month period. 
employment is the real problem in the economy right now. Uh, employment went from 27.5 in April to 44.3. So uh, we're, st- we're we're declining. We're, it's just the rate of decline has slowed uh, in terms of employment. Now, with the story we know nationally of a 10.2% unemployment rate, uh, all of the subsidies, et cetera, that the government's trying to come up with, the extension of uh, unemployment uh, insurance, et cetera, uh, all has a factor. Uh, So employment is a big deal. We need to get people that aren't working, as many of them back to work as we possibly can. Uh, then if you look and tie in supplier deliveries, uh, deliveries in April were at 76. Now they're at 55. That's a very good number for supplier deliveries. Uh, it says that uh, uh, deliveries are, are slow, but not at a very, it's not, not at a really strong pace. Uh, then uh, one of my favorite numbers uh, and one that uh, I think we have to pay particular attention to, and I, and I know uh, uh, Tony, uh, Tim and Tony don't make any mention of this, and that's looking at new orders, take the new orders index for the month, and subtract inventories. So if we go back and look right. again, the April comparison, in April inventories were 22.6 points higher than new orders. That's not where we want to be, obviously. If we we go through to July with that, though, uh, now the correction has been made and new orders are 14.5 points greater than inventories. Now, the, the average since 2011, I think, would be somewhere... Uh, around uh, 6.1. So 14 points better tells us that we have very strong new orders and that inventories are uh, doing what they can uh, not just just to keep up with what's going on right now. So uh, that, that's a positive. And one last number for you, customers' inventories. Well, the inventory my customer has on their shelf uh, was at 48.8 in April, indicating that they were almost too too high, uh, and that's uh, gone to 41.6, indicating that my customers' inventories are now too low, significantly too low. So there's another opportunity for replenishment to help drive the domestic economy. So that's why I feel good about where we are. These, I, I couldn't, uh, if you just gave me an uh, opportunity to improve any of these numbers, I don't, I don't know which ones I would improve because I think they're all pretty darn good. Uh, Norbert, uh, being someone who's in the metals industry in my real job, uh, seeing that uh, three, three of uh, our our primary industries like transportation equipment, machinery, and fabricated metal products has taken a hit. Uh, so all that, and if those three industries actually were not contracting but expanding, uh, 
your numbers in, in totality would be even much greater. Am I correct? Uh, absolutely, Lou. And, you know, two of the three you named, transportation and uh, what was the second one? Machinery and fabricated Machinery. Okay. Metals. Those are durable goods. Then fabricated metals could be partly in durable goods, could be partly in non-durables, but it's more in durables than not. Uh, right. And that segment uh, is always the, the the slowest to come back because it's built on capital goods and capital right. spending. And when you have as much confusion, you know, uh, a lot of businesses, small businesses uh, in particular, got caught uh, with applying for government uh, funds as part of the PPP. Uh, and then they wound up turning it back in. Well, if I were in their shoes uh, I, and somebody said, you can apply for uh, help, uh, I, not knowing whether I was going to need help or not, I'd go ahead and apply for help because I'd figure I could always turn it down. So I, I think there was, uh, you know, there were those who genuinely had a need, and then there were those that uh, wanted to buy some insurance, so to speak, to make sure they could get uh, access to additional funds if they needed it. Uh, so, yeah, those three industries, I, I think of it, uh, you know, there's 18 of those manufacturing industries, uh, and there's some others in there. If fabricated metals aren't doing well, then primary metals aren't doing well either. Right. Uh, right. So there's no mill uh, relationship to speak of. And, uh uh, you you could take uh, a number of other uh, chemicals, for instance. Uh, there's a lot of chemicals that are used in the metalworking industry because you got coatings of various types and, and so on. Uh, those, if the you know, those would be better the numbers. So uh, I, I think the good thing is uh, this month, if I I'm, I'm going to go from memory. We had 15 out of 18 industries expanding, and uh, that's going to only probably get better next month to where we, we would go to 16 or of 18, I would think. Uh, getting the last two is always difficult, but uh, uh, it, it is there, there is a, a, a good case for that, and it's why I think we're going to finish up the year pretty strong, particularly uh, you know, uh, your business might stink, but your portfolio is probably doing pretty good. <laughs> and if I don't have a if I don't have a good business, I don't have a good portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> so, how is Europe um, doing in all of this? I mean, they certainly took the COVID hit a bit earlier than we did. They aggressively shut down some of their countries um, took it harder than we did, some not, but how are they coming back? Well, of the eight Euro countries, Eurozone countries that we follow, uh, six of the eight were positive. Uh, the two uh, under 50, one was Greece and the other was the Netherlands. Uh, collectively, that's not a lot of anything uh, for for those two countries uh, do, to be fast, uh, to be growing or contracting. Uh, but right. 
France, Ireland, Spain, Italy, Austria, they all broke 50 this month, whereas there were only two that were above 50 last month. So uh, uh, two up from up from two to six. So uh, Eurozone is coming around. Uh, now the problem is they don't get much better than where they are uh, when business is good. So uh, they'll, they'll be coming back uh, from that. And one of my favorite countries, Brazil. Yeah. How is, how is that possible that they are the leading country in your report of doing strengthening and expanding? How is uh, that possible? Because uh, this table was set for that in April and May for Brazil when they posted in April a reading of 36 and then in May a reading of 38.3 and then 51.6, which is just slightly growing in June, and then they really made the recovery with a 58.2. So we'll see that back off this next month. Uh, That's a, a temporary situation. For them to and be I think there, and, and I think that they are number three in the in the COVID world, right? U.S., but, India, and Brazil, right? And they have uh, uh, chosen not to confront the virus in the same way that uh, that many other countries have. Uh, Brazilians. Uh, prided themselves on uh, just living with the virus as opposed to trying to uh, uh, find a way out of it through vaccination or uh, otherwise. So, uh, yeah, their, their, machismo, their machismo didn't do it well this time. Well, it's, it's a good there. way to get rid of corruption. <laughs> That you, you might want to do a paper on that, Lou. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, actually, Brazil. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's the center of the universe for uh, South America. So yes, even, it is. even by, by uh, the way, once something just came over the wire, I just wanted to tell everybody about it. That Carmela Harris has been picked as the Veep. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Now, now how's manufacturing doing, Norbert? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we don't don't put your barometer out there uh, to see. But I was going to say, you know, uh, we still there's there's uh, I was telling one of my sons. I said, you know, half of everything we know about the virus is is wrong and we just don't know which half. <laughs> yeah, true. so true. Because we're still, well, I we're see still, the, I see one country that's doing really well if it's believable is China. Is it believable? We, we have two <laughs> uh, China uh, I, I don't like the charts on China because they they rarely show any variability to speak speak of, 
And so I'm very leery of that. I like to use Taiwan as kind of a proxy. That China does a tremendous amount of trading, even though they keep claiming that they want to uh, take uh, uh, Taiwan back and they may do it by force. Uh, I don't think they can do to Taiwan what they did to Hong Kong. Uh, but uh, Taiwan came in at 54-1. So next to Brazil, they were the second best, uh, next to Brazil and uh, and uh, U.S. services, uh, they were the, the best. Uh, and right. So that's a good indication that there's more to China's uh, uh, survey where we've got one at 51.1 and one at uh, uh, 50, where is it, uh, 50, 52.8. Uh, so uh, China, I, I think, is, is fairly solid, but, uh, you know, uh, they, they have ruined their relationship with their major customer. And uh, that's never good business. And so uh, they're going to pay a price for that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, cer- certainly we're going to struggle with them for many, many years, I would think. Um, one can never tell what Washington is going to do in their, in their relationship, almost regardless of which party gets in there at this point. So right. um, let's see. If we, I guess we've covered all of the world markets uh, at the moment, Norbert. Well, what's your sense? Go ahead. Uh, I was going to, just going to comment on a couple of the uh, international uh, co- countries. Uh, Japan is still under 50. Uh, India is at 46, and uh, they're still struggling with COVID. Uh, Germany. Uh, finally broke 51 for the broke 50 for the first time in uh, 18 months I think uh, so they, they uh, starting to come around a little bit uh, so the rest of the globe uh, is, is still not growing so the eurozone is holding up fairly well the uh, China's holding up the rest of uh, Asia uh, is uh, you know uh, is slowly coming back, but not do not creating a lot of uh, growth. And then, of course, there's Mexico, which has almost slipped off the chart. Yeah, 40, they came at they came at forty point four. Yeah. So we really have a, a, a soft uh, patch in Mexico, and they have been really hit hard. We. we we haven't had a lot of re- news reports from the border or from Mexico, but my understanding is Mexico has been hit very hard by COVID. And so they have a, a, a lot of ground to make up. And uh, right now they have a lot of businesses closed and uh, uh, trying to get uh, trying to get past COVID to where they can reopen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a real problem we've got here. Uh, so what do you what do you see uh, in the you know the, the headwinds of the future? September. Uh, uh, well, we, we've got uh, of course the election coming up, and uh, uh, we're, uh, 
we're under the three month uh, window uh of that coming uh i don't uh, there, there's such a uh difference in the platforms of each of these parties that uh one would think it would be kind of a clear cut answer as to who would wind up winning but uh we've seen a lot of things in the last few weeks with riots and everything else that uh we really probably thought we'd never see again in this country uh, so i it's hard telling what direction the uh the election will take off in and and we'll see yeah, uh, you know it's going to come down to a personality contest <laughs> and and the problem is uh, nobody's got one uh Uh, They have the ability I mean uh, 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 We don't want to get into The individuality of it But they certainly have the ability uh, To shoot themselves In the foot uh, And they don't have You talking about Democrats Like everybody I've never seen anything like it I've never seen anything like it. I don't think in the past, Norbert, where both uh, the you know Biden and Trump have a propensity for saying stupid things uh, multiple times across multiple months. It's like, really, this is the best the country has. These are our, the leader of the free world. Oh my gosh, are we in trouble? <laughs> well. But that's political, Lou. Sorry. What's that? I, I I see, that's you. political. So well, Norbert, what should look, talking politics. What's it look like going forward for manufacturing? I mean, we, we see this recovery. The numbers are certainly bouncing upward. Unemployment is ticking its way down. Um, I'm leery of when I'm sitting in America's heartland hotspot for COVID, uh, that it's going to continue with any strength. What say you? Uh, well, I I say uh, two of my grandchildren uh, have just gotten through recovery from COVID, and uh, oh. fortunately they are uh, young and uh, very good health and uh, take great care of themselves. Uh, but they had a, a – some people say, you know, COVID's just not that bad. Well, they had among the uh, tougher cases. They, they didn't have to go on a respirator anything like that. But uh, it did uh, It did turn out it wasn't 14 uh, days. It was more like 21 to 27 days that wow. they went through that. But at the same time – their chances of dying from COVID uh, are better that they'll get hit by a car this afternoon on a, uh, than they are that COVID would be a problem to them. And so you mean for I, their I, age group? Or, or our age group? Yeah, no, for their, for their age, group, age group. Okay. Yeah, right. But it, it really, uh, you know, any of the age groups. Now, if you, you get above 65, it starts to get uh, – uh, more difficult than particularly if there's any, uh, uh, you know, diagnosis of other problems that, in addition to uh, to COVID from that. But I think we've uh, we've got to get past the point where we we fear this 
and let it control our, our, our fear and let it control our destiny because um, it, you know, you hate to say, hate to see anybody get it, but if we try to live in fear of keeping everybody from getting it, uh, we're going to waste an awful lot of resources uh, that we really don't have. Uh, you know, nobody seems to remember that we are hugely in debt as a country. And so everything is, everybody's attitude is, oh, we'll do whatever we have to do, and then we'll pay for it later. Well, we haven't paid for a lot of what we did 10 years ago. And that's true. Robert, we paid for it since World War II, Lou. Right. <laughs> Norbert, I, I have a theory about our American debt. I think we should just write it off. <laughs> Well, there are those who because say that's carrying, carrying the debt and not paying anybody is like writing it off. Yeah, it, our, the current group of politicians has obviously already written it off. Right, right. I, I agree with that. Well, and, yeah, they don't really have a solution for but, it other than tax everybody 150 percent. And and that won't work because you're killing the economy. <laughs> You'll do those things, and, uh, you know, the the, the challenge is um, no country has ever dealt with the deficit spending except through inflation, and they inflate their way out of it. Uh, Lou, you know South America. You've seen the time that uh, uh, the the, uh, uh, local currencies were – lose 50% of their value in a couple of days. And that's, that's one way that's the only way of, to get out of it if you truly want out of it. Now, there are those who say how can you owe money to yourself? Uh but we still have a lot of bondholders that 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 aren't uh uh that isn't uh, us. Uh so we we have to deal with that. Uh, but it certainly no way to run a business, no way to run a household. Uh, it's no way to run any other uh, uh, entity uh, except uh, the federal government, even the state governments that uh, have balanced budget amendments. The, the, they they are, the, are not the ones with trouble. Well, California has a balanced budget amendment. They're a trillion plus in debt. Yeah, it was. But they, uh, they. Somebody said, "How did you get that way?" And the answer is slowly and then quickly. Uh, And that's how. (laughs) That's how uh, California got there because uh, not four or five years ago, California had like a a seven or eight billion dollar surplus, and that's how they got back into uh, trying to put the uh, high speed rail. And because they came up with some extra money, uh, now they can't afford it again. So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, every mistake that can be made, uh, they've made in California. I asked my wife the other night. I said, Jan, where, what country are we going to move to? And she started laughing, and I said. I'm serious. There, there was, <laughs> I think Panama, there was, Lou. 
there was a time where Panama was my target. <laughs> so how's the economy doing in Panama, Norbert? I don't see a, a Actually, PMI it, survey on that. It, it, uh, they have a good situation with that, that, that little canal. And yeah, they got a for going, going through. I've heard Costa Rica. Uh, I was in Portugal last summer, and uh, uh, I was quite impressed with Portugal until I found out Madonna had moved there for a period of time. <laughs> I figured there had to be a reason I wouldn't want to be there if she was. <laughs> Well, as we wrap up this segment, Norbert, give us an idea of what you think the next 30 days, 60 days is going to look like as we, you know, election aside, is manufacturing going to keep chugging along? Yes, we are. We're going to continue to grow in manufacturing. We're going to continue to add jobs. We're going to continue to see demand. Uh, The housing market we didn't talk about, but the housing market is very good. Uh, and so I think we'll continue to see that. I think that'll carry us past the election. Uh, my fear about the election is this: all these potential voting irregularities. Uh, we could we could easily get uh, into the February or March time frame before we know who wins the election, given the rules that they're putting in place. So that, well, that you're a cherry guy. Uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, when does the last ballot show up? Uh, that's the, a good question, and nobody, uh, you know, they had an election in Iowa, I understand, and they still haven't finished counting the ballots uh, <laughs> for that. So that that could be that, but I, you know, I don't think I don't think initially it matters who wins. The results will be about the same, and that is we'll continue with a mild recovery. Uh, Then uh, as they get more time in place, that's when they start trying to figure out that, gee, just because we uh, added a $4 trillion uh, deficit or added $4 trillion to our deficit doesn't really mean that we should quit spending. Uh, (laughs) Uh, then they're going to, and you know, and it depends. It's a uh, if the Republicans control the Senate, then they're going to be in a position at worst to be able to stop an awful lot of what the Democrats have in mind. Uh, if the Republicans hold the, uh, the 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 presidency and the Senate, they'll be able to do a good bit. Uh, but if if they can carry the House. Uh, then obviously, if either party can can carry all three, uh, it will make a difference in uh, the rate at which we implement uh, going forward. So, short term, pretty much steady as we go. Longer term, uh, what's the balance of power in the political arena? Right. You I think, would agree with that. You think they're gonna? You think they're gonna finish counting the hanging chads? Before the next election, <laughs> uh, I, 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 at some point they probably give up. I, I don't know, <laughs> but there's there's some people that are up for reelection. That uh, if they get reelected, then uh, uh, we we ought to be find a way to push them out into the Pacific 
or the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic uh, on a, on an island and let them have their little uh, world to themselves. Is that equivalent to uh, cleaning the swamp or draining the swamp? I, I, I'm not sure that that can ever happen based on what we've seen. Oh, amen. Yeah, no way. Uh, yeah. The swamp is the swamp. It's been, you know, Louisiana has had a swamp for a long, long time, and we're going to have one in D.C. forever. I agree. Well, remember, thanks for joining us. We got a little off the usual subject, but it was fun to talk a little of this. Uh, mess that we have in the U.S. into it, isn't it, Lou? <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Norbert. Appreciate okay, your guys. take care. Uh, your your wisdom and your input, we appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good month. Yes, we're Bye. trying. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, and we'll we'll work on having a good month in manufacturing. And if you'd like to know more about manufacturing, go to jacketmediaco.com where you can see. Links to all of the shows that we produce, Manufacturing Talk Radio, the Wham! Podcast, which is Women in Manufacturing, Hazard Girls, about women in unusual roles in industry, uh, full-time with Amy Nicholas, who talks about the work-life balance, uh, William Miller Wears Willie as he travels the country, not sure how much traveling he's doing now, to talk to us from the production floor, and Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman, a terrific show on manufacturing and the economy. And as always, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.